There are only three ways a real estate agent can leverage. That's it. Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. There are only three ways a real estate agent can leverage. That's it, okay? Three ways. And I'm going to break down the most common mistakes that agents make with each one of the three ways, right? And some of you guys who are here with us live, happy new year. Welcome to the, uh, the first agent power huddle of 2024. Yeah. Am I the only one excited about that? I guess it's just me. All right. Everybody, come on. Let's see, let me see you guys be excited. Let me see if you're on camera. Yeah, it's 2024. Goodbye, 2023. That was a, that was an interesting year, right? Welcome 2024. Um, so here, there's only three ways that we can leverage. I'm going to break down those three ways. I will break down the mistakes that people do most commonly with each category. And when I say there's only three ways, what I'm talking about for leverage, let's first break down what leverage is, right? And, and I'm going to show you at a high level. We'll make this a, a interactive discussion for the second part, but I want to get some, some concepts out here, right? What we are talking about is literally, how do you use leverage to sell more houses, right? At, at the core of what we're doing is using leverage to sell more houses. So here's what I want you to think about. What is leverage? Can I give you a little physics lesson right off the bat? Anyone like physics besides me? There's, a, there's an ancient uh, historian, philosopher. I actually don't remember who it was. I should have looked it up. Probably like Socrates, Galileo, one of those guys. It, when, we, when we edit this, GM, will you make a little note? You can put the, uh, the whoever the correct person is here who said, if I had a large enough lever and a, and a firm place to stand on, I could move the earth. Do you guys know what that means from a physics standpoint? I see blank looks. A couple of heads nodding. Cool. Heads nodding. Okay. So leverage. The leverage is being able to, to get more output with less input, to do more with less, sell more homes in less time. That, that quote from that, uh, maybe Archimedes, I think it was Archimedes. Uh, the quote was about, if you get a really, really long piece of wood or a stick, like a lever, and you put a fulcrum, that's the point it balances on, and you step on the far, far point, you could move something incredibly heavy, like the earth, right? If you have enough leverage. Does that make sense, guys? So if you didn't hit the goals you were looking for for 2023, or even if you did, right, and you're looking for ways to put more leverage in this year, there's one of these three that you're probably missing because almost, almost everybody's missing one of them. Let's break down what the three of them are to start with. So number one, right, three ways to leverage. The first one is systems. And I'm going to break down when we say systems. What I mean by that is systems are a repeated way to do things. Every time you take a new listing, you do the same basic things. Maybe you have a checklist. Maybe it's in your head. Maybe it's written down. Every time you go to meet a new buyer, you do a, something the same way. Every time if you run a team, you onboard a new agent, right? Systems for everything. Maybe when you get up in the morning, your morning routine, that could be a system. You guys with me so far on, on what systems are? Okay. Systems are a form of leverage because if you don't have to think about it the way that every time you do it, it becomes repeated. It's also something you can then train to other people. Making sense so far? Okay, the second way you can leverage, second way you leverage is technology. Technology. This is pretty obvious. We're on Zoom right now. This is a great example of technology. We're able to be face-to-face -face and hanging out together, but not like, you know, not actually together. This is technology. Your CRM that tells you in the morning you wake up, 
I want to see a show of hands. How many of you guys use your CRM in a, in a appropriate enough way that like when someone, and you, you know, someone opens your computer and they look at it, they're like, Oh, you just today, you call these six people. Anyone use their Liliana does it. Who else uses their CRM like that? Only one of you. All right. So the CRM is a piece of technology. Absolutely. We're going to break into, what was that? I said, absolutely. You do, Kim. All right. <laughs> Kim, Kim, who listed a house yesterday. Okay. She listed that yesterday. Maybe she knows what she's doing with her CRM, right? This is a concept called the external brain. Anyone ever heard of the concept of the external brain? No. Oh, good. I'm teaching lots of fun stuff today. So the external brain is from a guy named uh, um, David Allen. He wrote a book called Getting Things Done. If you search the internet later for a uh, for the concept of GTD, getting things done, you will find a cult of people that are obsessed with this guy, David Allen, because he was probably one of the best productivity coaches that exist, not in real estate, in any industry, right? If you've never read the book, Getting Things Done, if you're looking for ways to be more efficient, 2024, go check out that book. But uh, the concept from that book that stuck with me most was called the external brain. Our brains are really good for a lot of things. For some of us, it's doing laundry and avoiding prospecting. No, I'm kidding. But our, our brains are good for doing lots of things, right? They're good for like making connections and hanging out. And like, you could use it to remember who to call. You could remember to use it, which one of your past clients has an anniversary on a closing coming up. But that's a really, really bad use of your brain. He said anything you could take out of your head and put it into an external brain. When he wrote the book originally, it was like literally paper Rolodexes, right? Now we have these fancy CRMs. You may have a phone like this. That, does anyone have reminders that pop up on their phone? Raise your hand if you're like, I got reminders pop up on my phone. Keep your hand up if you ignore at least half those reminders that pop up. <laughs> They're just checking. All right, cool. You're just like me. So this is an, examples of the external brain. And these are ways, and I'm going to dive into this, of how we are leveraging with technology. Technology is the best, probably one of the best examples of how to put that external brain in. And the third way is people. The third way to leverage is people. Now, consider while I have these up here on the screen, every way you've ever thought about to leverage, right? The definition of leverage is doing more with less. I've, I, can, I, could, uh, I could challenge any of you to think of a concept that would be leveraged that wouldn't fall into one of these three buckets, systems, technology, or people. I had a, a really great mentor teach this to me years ago, and I've seen all sorts of different versions of people who teach this but it all falls into the same thing. By the way, if you're, if you're about the same age as me, anybody who's, a, um, who's my age, I'm 44, close to it. Do you know what the, uh, the acronym I use to remember this is? STP. For me, it's Stone Temple Pilots. For some of you, maybe it's the motor oil. Anyway, STP. Those of you old enough, I see, I see Sarah smiling at that one. All right, cool. So that's the way you can remember this. But do you agree with me? Can anyone come up with any way that you leverage that doesn't fall into one of these three categories? Or if you're like, hey, I, I do this thing for leverage. This is how I get more done in less time. But I don't really understand how it fits in. Let me know because I will, I will help you figure out which bucket it falls into. Give me a thumbs up. Everyone's like, that making sense so far. Love it. All right, cool. So there's one more piece uh, to leverage that I didn't have on the screen. I need to go and update this, uh, update this one because I guess I, gr I grabbed the wrong slide deck. But there's one more piece to leverage that is the fourth one. And I call it the multiplier. The multiplier is what makes it go faster. And I like to say it's the multiplier because it starts with an M, easy to remember. Anyone know what the multiplier would be? What, what would make systems, technology, people, what would make it go faster if you had what? Money. Money is the multiplier. If you have money, you can probably spend some, some money to have someone else help develop systems, get some coaching, maybe the technology. You can definitely buy better technology if you have money. And people, oftentimes it takes money to buy people or to, you don't buy people, but you know what I mean? Like hire people, use people, right? Employ them for what you want to do. But if you don't have money, there's still ways to, to leverage all these. So 
I'm going to do a little be honest. I want you guys to take a sell. This is the beginning of 2024. This is January 2nd. I want to take an inventory here. Let me open the chat box so I can see it. You guys, I want you to type this on the chat box, right? I want you to look at these three ways, these three buckets, because I'm going to tell you the mistakes people make with each one, but I want to first identify the one that you're most likely missing because I've taught this for years. Like literally probably it's been 15 years I've been teaching people this since it was taught to me. There's one that people are missing. Kim already typed in her answer. I want for you and your business, I want you to look at your business truly, honestly, where you stand in 2024. If you were to sell more homes this year, like if there's one thing that, you could, that you're missing, are you missing systems, that repeated way of doing certain things? Are you missing technology or are you missing people? I got some things coming up here. All right, let's see what we got. I'm going to read some of these. We've got Kim says technology. Regina says systems. Mindy says systems. Deborah says technology and systems running smoothly, right? I'm, I want you to commit to one of them, but that's okay. You can pick two. Jose says technology, right? Danny says missing none, using properly. Well, guess what? It's Danny's birthday. So for your birthday, I'm going to give that one to you, Danny. Happy birthday, buddy. You could say you're missing none of them. How about which one then, Danny, could you do a little bit deeper, better, more, right? Yulia says technology. Kim says systems. Jess says, God, lots of systems. Lots of technology. Liliana says all, okay? There's one that none of you have specifically named. And it is cracking me up because this is the most common thing that everybody says. You guys want to know, and I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get you bought into my way of thinking here. You know what the 95% the of agents are truly missing? Leverage through people. Leverage through people. You all think you need more systems. You all think you need more technology. And if you are newer to real estate, you may need more systems. Like if you wake up every day and you're like, I don't know what I do. I just go and run around like, ah, right. Does anyone, anyone feel like that? Either, even if you're not new, if that is you, you probably do need systems. Okay. Technology, right? Some of you really, if you're brand new again, or you just never put much tech into place, it could be technology. I'm not going to, like those of you, I'm not saying any of you are wrong who typed in the chat box, but here's what I'd tell you. Just consider this. If I gave you the most absolutely perfect piece of technology that would organize your life and do everything for you and all you had to do is use it, it would just be one more piece of stress layering on top of the already baked stress cake that you live in day to day. You're like, I have another piece of technology I can't use now anyway. I don't use all the tech I have as it is. Can anyone admit to that? Being honest, if I gave you more technology, it's like, I don't use the tech I have. Now I got another piece of technology. No, I'm seeing blank looks. Okay, a few heads nodding. Thank you. Like, this is the thing. It's people because if you, and I'm not saying you have to go hire someone. This is not, this is in no way, no way, shape or form me telling you should go out and hire. I just want you to be honest. If you look at, if I layered another piece of technology, then maybe some of you do need technology, but maybe some of you are just going to be more overwhelmed because you can't use it. Right. You meant you're not, oh, Danny says he's not using them properly. Got it. I thought you said you're using all of them. Okay. But for uh, systems, and I'll come to your question in a second. Uh, Deborah, I saw your hand go up. For systems, I could give you another system, but let's take, for example, working with buyers. Your first, like when I go meet a buyer for the first time, I have a initial buyer consultation. It is a checklist and an outline and a script that I do. We've actually trained on it on Agent Power Huddle many times. A bunch of different people gave their version. Raise your hand or put a one in the chat box if you have an initial buyer consultation. If you have something where you're like, I do this the same time I meet a, first time I meet a buyer, every time I do the same thing, every time, write a one in the chat box. One, let's see if there's more people. One, one, one. Okay, here we go. Okay, you guys got a system for that. And could that system be improved? Sure, that's the beauty of it. We are always refining systems. However, 
if I just gave you one extra system or like, hey, just do this one thing to go generate new leads, is that going to solve your business for 2024? Or are you going to be overwhelmed again with that one system that you're like, now I've got another thing I'm not really executing at a high level? Does that make sense, guys? Do you see why I say the biggest thing you're missing is probably leverage through people? And it doesn't have to be people you hire. Maybe it's your TC. Maybe it's your escrow officer if you're in an escrow state. Maybe it's your lender. Maybe it's your photographer. There's all sorts of people we have access to that when you really start looking at how these things go, that I think is probably the most highest, uh, highest bang for your buck is if you look through ways that you can leverage through people. So I'm going to give you a little outline here and then I'm going to talk about, and Judy says, yes, it is absolutely people. I got one person to agree with me. Raise your hand if you're on camera. If you're like, I agree, it, it probably should have been people's the one thing that I'm missing. Raise your hand. Same what I got. Oh, all right. Half of you guys. All right. Well, we'll keep working on it. So let me talk about the common mistakes in each area and let me break down the task that has been on my calendar for over three years, taught to me by my friend Long Doan. I don't know where he got it from, but I told Long, anyone know Long Doan? He's this guy who runs a big brokerage in the Midwest, but he, he actually came to America in his, uh, I think he was like 11 or 12 years old as a boat, as a, as a refugee from, uh, from Vietnam. Wild story. Like this is an incredible human being. I Long's one, Long is one of my close friends. We used to travel around the country back in the days of REO. So I, I love this guy and I've learned a lot from him. Um, Long told me, I went to him one time. I'm like, dude, you are probably one of the most organized, efficient people I've ever seen. At the time he was, you know, selling houses, then he's built before he's built his brokerage. Like, how do you do so much? He said, Well, on a daily basis, I am constantly refining the systems I have, right? And then having those systems tie into the people I have because businesses are just groups of systems. Businesses, if how many of you guys believe you have a business, a real estate business, raise your hand. More of you should have your hand up. You all have a real estate business. If you don't think you have one, you do. <laughs> it just might feel like a job right now. So if your goal is to have a business, which is something that can run without you or with you, like you all have a real estate business. Some of it just feels like a job. But a business is a collection of systems. A business, write that down. A business is a collection of systems. And what Long used to tell me, which I love, right? So write that down. Business is a collection of systems. He used to say this all the time. Businesses, sorry, people run systems systems run businesses or the other way around systems run businesses people run systems so you got to have the systems then you got to have people to run them does that make sense and on a daily basis he was reviewing his systems and this has literally been a, a recurring task on my calendar it's at like 5 a.m in the morning because it's not really meant to do at that time it's just a placeholder so i see it at the beginning of every day it's these four words so even if you've seen this before, I want you to write this down because this is truly, if you're going to talk about, first of all, we're going to focus on systems. Systems, number one, the way you leverage. This is where most people make mistakes is because they don't follow this, this checklist. Number one, eliminate. You want to have a better system. We want to eliminate the things that are not needed to be done. Get rid of them. You probably do six different things on a daily basis that if you didn't do it, it would not matter at all. Anyone feel that one when I say it? Right? If, you, if, you, if someone followed you around with a clipboard and wrote down every 10 minutes what you did for the last 10 minutes or every half an hour, don't, don't get nervous. No one's going to actually do that, guys. I'm not, not, not trying to call you. I'm just saying, like, if someone followed you around, by the way, it's called a time study. Has anyone ever done a time study themselves? No? Okay. So if you, don't need, if you don't really need someone to follow you around, you could do this yourself. You carry a yellow pad of paper. Hold on. I need my pad. You're not familiar with what these look like. It's highly technical when it comes to the world of real estate. Yellow pad of paper. Okay. Highly recommend you get one of those. You get that yellow pad of paper and you set an alarm on your phone. And every 30 minutes or every hour, depending on how OCD you are, 
right? If you're like, I can't do whatever they're doing, it's fine. Every hour, do it for a day. I challenge you to set an alarm every hour on your phone and then carry this yellow pad with you and write down for the last hour, what did you do? Just bullet points, not, not just like I did this, did that, did that, bullet point it. And really, I like to give the time study for three days. But if you just do it for a day, you'll start to see some incredible patterns. Do it for three days, and then you'll go through and you can start to highlight the things that have to be done by you, the things that have to be done by someone else. We can break down more of that in Q&A if you, if you want to, but I'm just giving you that, that bonus assignment for anyone. But when you start to look at these things written down, or even without doing the time study, if you just jot down the things you do in a day or look at your calendar, be honest, put a one in the chat box if any of you already can think of things that should be eliminated because they truly don't move the needle in your business. They don't matter. Okay, Sarah immediately typed one. By the way, Sarah Cruz, who's here, is incredibly efficient, right? She's the three-hour agent, the single mom built her business working like a handful of hours a day. And, and like, she knows this inside and out because you've got to get rid of the stuff and everyone hears, I do it too. I, I, I come constantly. So on a regular basis, if not daily, if you're going to make your systems better, you want to eliminate things. Some of you are screwing this up and not judging you personally, but like we all do this. Some of us are making mistakes because we don't eliminate the things that can be eliminated. The second one, whoops, I got to go back. Second one is simplify, simplify. Anyone can take a system and make it complicated. It takes real genius to make it easy, make it simple. Some of you in your real estate career, like me especially, have created a system for something that when you go to execute it, it is 17 steps too many. <laughs> You're like, when I list a house, I'm going and, you, and it's like 106 steps long. And then how many of them do you actually do? Three of them. It's like, this sucks, right? So really go back and refine and make your systems as simple as possible, especially if you're going to give them to someone else, but even if you're not, because it helps your own brain power. So number two is simplify. Number three, number three we have is automate. Anything, this is where technology starts to work and we're talking systems here, but technology does come in. Anything you can automate, you probably should do that. Do any of you guys keep in touch with your past clients or sphere? either using a CRM with like a, an email that goes out or a physical printed newsletter. Enter, raise your hand. Does anyone have one of those? Only one of you? Man, either you guys aren't raising your hand or you're just really not talk, talking to your past clients with fear. Automate some sort of this uh, engagement with your past client when you, whenever you can. I have a closing package that we purchase for our past clients. I want to say the cost is like 270 bucks. I'll have to look it up. And it's, it's like, I'll get you the link in a second. It's like iJungo. It's a, it was meant for lenders, but we found it years ago. It's basically a series of 24, like you, when at closing, you click the button to order it. And for the next two and a half years, it sends them 24 different cards, a couple physical gifts, like it's branded with your little picture on the back, a little note from you. I automate that sort of follow-up. Does that make sense, guys? I, I sold, and, and I don't focus as much on selling houses these days. In 2022, I sold like 20, I think we sold 22 houses, 21 houses. This, in 2023, it just ended, I think I sold 12 houses. And, and I wasn't trying to be a high volume agent. My goal is more to, to support the, you know, the thousand plus agents that are in our organization. But I had zero ad budget to sell those, the, I mean, those, those 12 houses. They're pretty high price points in San Diego. Zero bad ad budget, almost no marketing. And they all just showed up, past clients, referrals, because it's automated stuff. Does that make sense, guys? I work maybe, I don't know, an hour or two a week at most on my traditional retail business. And we did probably, you know, I was probably thinking about 14 million in sales or something like that. Like it's I'm not bragging, I'm just saying like, it's not bad for working like one or two hours a week, right guys? 
because you put leverage into place. So look at this in your world. If I wanted the, if I wanted the focus more and bring it back up to 20, 30, 40, 50, we used to sell hundreds of houses a year. And when we were doing that, you better believe on a regular basis, eliminate things that don't need to be done, simplify the systems, automate what can be automated. And the last one here is empower. Empower. This used to be delegate. Delegate to someone else. But I think delegation is like dumping your poop downhill, and, right? You want to empower. Those of you who have people that already work with you in your back office, or if you don't have people in your back office, whether it's your lender or your TC or whoever it is, there's a huge difference between delegation and empowering them. You're still going to have them be in charge of the task, but when they're empowered, they're going to think about it and approach it in a way where they take ownership of it. And it's not just you having to babysit them because that doesn't really give you much leverage. Does that make sense, guys? Okay. So we got those four things. Eliminate, simplify, automate, empower. Eliminate, simplify, automate, and empower. So... If we're going back to these three things here, let me throw this up on the screen. Oh, and Deborah says, how do we empower? I'm going to answer that in a second. It's a great question. We've got systems. And some of you who said, I need more systems. Okay, be honest. Maybe you do. Look critically at your business and see where you're missing systems. But do you really need them? Could you eliminate some? You probably have too many systems already if you've been re doing real estate for a while. How many systems do you need? You need a system for lead generation, a system for lead conversion, and a system to support your, your clients. And maybe drill down a, one or two in each one, but that's about it. Lead generation, lead conversion, start there. Technology. You probably have more than enough technology that you need. Shelly put it in the chat box. Most of us who are here who are with eXp, we have KV Core, which we get for free just being part of our brokerage. If you're with another brokerage, I mean, I'm sure you've got some CRM or technology. Like it, it has a newsletter you can send. It's got, I mean, the, the, for automating and for that external brain, for following up the clients, you need something, right? And the last one, people, this is where we'll spend the next few minutes. De Deborah said, how do you empower? Okay. So number one, you got to have people to empower. <laughs> number one, let's start there. So number one, I will tell you a little deeper, a better answer, but let's just start with those of you who think, dude, my sales, Jesse, 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 do you know how bad my sales were in 2023? I'm not going to hire someone. Right? Don't have to raise your hand for this one, but how many of you are thinking in your head? You're like, Jesse. So let, let's really break this down, guys. When you do the time study and you figure out what you're doing in your day and you start to calculate, I spent X amount of time doing this, X amount of time doing that. And what's my hourly wage? Don't base it on the hourly. If you, if you were happy with your sales last year, calculate your hourly wage, how much money you earn per hour. Take the total amount of money you net, not grossed, but net last year, divide it by the amount of hours you worked. That'll give you a dollar per hour. If you were unhappy with the amount of homes you sold or money you made, pr project an amount that you would like to earn, right? If you, last year, you only made 60,000, but you're like, but I want, I want to make 250. Base it on 250 because you should be acting like someone who is making that. Create your dollar per hour that you would be earning if you're making that. And if you are doing tasks that could be done by someone for significantly less than what you're currently worth or want to be worth, we have to figure out a way to empower someone to do them for you. So you could hire a full-time person if you're doing great. For most of you, that's a little bit overwhelming or maybe it's just it's uncomfortable. We don't have to do that. You could hire a part-time person. You could hire a gig-based person for specific projects or jobs. You could hire a virtual assistant at a... At a, at a gear, right? Uh, Jen just said, I can hear Rick now. Oh, I miss Rick. Rick talking about Jen, you can hire someone part-time. Not only part-time, Jen, but you could hire someone for a specific task 
as a VA at a pay scale that's significantly less than the States, right? Fiverr, Upwork. If you guys don't know what Upwork is, it's an incredible platform. There's a lot of great companies that do uh, train and train and hire VAs for you that understand real estate. You're going to pay a little bit of a premium if you go through them. I've always hired our own people, right? But if you had someone even just 20 hours a week for a couple hundred dollars a month, imagine what you could do. So now let's get to Deborah's question. This is a really good question. How do we empower these people so we don't have to babysit? Deborah, this is a great question. You ready for it? So I've always trained people and Autumn, who is here, she's not on camera. I don't know if she's able to turn herself on, turn her camera on for a minute, but I want to see if Autumn remembers this. Autumn is our, or the producer of Agent Power Huddle. She was also the director of our operations for our sales team. We worked together for seven or eight years and that's been a long time, right? When we had a big 21 agent team, she was director of operations. So this is the, Autumn, are you able to come on camera? No. <laughs> All right. Well, then never mind. Just, just know she's here in the background. So you, know, you can chime in later. That's fine. Won't make them won't throw on camera. I didn't, this is a private one. Didn't tell her she'd be on camera. This is how you train someone, Deborah. You ready? If you don't want to babysit them, first you do it and they watch you do it. Then we do it. We do it together. You and them together do a task, right? And then they do it and you watch them do it and you inspect the results. You have to inspect what you expect. And as you build trust and you start with first with really simple tasks, project-based things that don't take a lot of training time to start to see how this person, how do they take initiative? How do they, how do they operate? And what do they take it on? But first, so it's, it's, I do it, we do it, you do it. If you're taking notes, I do it, we do it, you do it. It's how I've always trained people. So my parents, by the way, some of you know that I worked with my mom my entire career. I'm a, I'm a certified mama's boy, right? My, my mother has run her own business with my dad. They've run probably 14 different businesses for my entire life. I grew up when I was like five years old at the dinner table talking about inventory issues and like this truck accessory business they ran. Hilarious. Right? It's a very bizarre upbringing I had. Anyway, it explains a lot. So does it make sense, Deborah? You hire someone part-time for an hour for a project, whatever. And the first thing most people do is they go, oh my God, here, here's everything, go. And they never look back and they're like, this sucks. And then they, and then they get frustrated because it's not getting done right. And then just like you said, Deborah, you are babysitting, babysitting, babysitting. You've never empowered them. Go ahead and unmute yourself for a sec, Deborah. Tell me if this is making sense so far. Hi. Yes. No, it is. Okay. Yeah. So, it, it's just hard sometimes because um, even the people that I work with, like my transaction coordinator, um, I do delegate most of my transactions to her. But then sometimes I'm like following up like, hey, did you, did you ask about this? Did you you know, we need, we need this document yeah. or, you know, and it's like, sometimes I'm like, come on, we're past timelines. Like, yeah. what so, all right, so, so, so let's pause. Ready? So let, let's use this as a case study. By the way, how many of you guys can relate to what Deborah's saying? You're like, yep, I feel that because if you're on this call on January 2nd at 8am Pacific, you are probably a control freak. I'm just saying yeah, that I am. you Deborah, like <laughs> anyone who's on this call listening to this, by the way, I'm a control freak. So I, I can, I can lovingly say that if you are here on this agent power huddle and you're not a control freak, you can go ahead and defend yourself in the chat box and I will say, okay, maybe it's possible, but I think most of us are control freaks is why we're here. So Deborah, you've got this TC. It's possible that you don't have the right TC. I'm not saying that I don't know that, but I'm just saying there is, there is part of this guys where like, you have to have the right people. They have to be coach coachable, willing, and hungry. It's the three things they need for almost anything that we do talk about. You got to be coachable, willing, and hungry. So if your TC doesn't fall in that category, your lender doesn't fall in that category, maybe you need to have that dialogue. Like, Hey, do you feel you're coachable? Are you willing to, to work on some stuff and are, are you pretty motivated? Great. If they have those things, because most people will say, yes, they do. Now we're going to test them to see if they do. I do it. We do it. You do it. 
when it comes to TCing a file, I sure hope that like, I don't have to show them how to do the paperwork and that part of it, but the things you're talking about, like, Hey, we're past deadlines following up. They may not operate the same way you do, but we can train them to, if they're open to it. Right. We're going to, Hey, the first time we do a file together at this point in the transaction, when X thing happens three days before contingency removal for inspections, I typically tend to reach out and say something like this. Can I show you what I do? Right. Or if they're already past that point, like we do it together. Hey, show me what, walk me through what you're doing. And then when they, when they do it, you're going to watch. And if you find that they don't, um, right. Again, you said we're, we're, we're past contingency timelines. Why are you not doing this? They're not being proactive enough. We need to inspect what we expect. And over time, it could take a couple of week or two. If they're quick, it could be months. We will get them onto the same page where it no longer feels like we are babysitting them. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. I so, have a question. Um, have you ever heard of the company called The Doer? Um, I'm, I was thinking about maybe using them and they supposedly do everything, but they charge $1,500 a month. But they're from, it's, it's kind of... Um, they're from the Philippines. Yeah. She did say, and they train them. They try and they do TC work. They do your, they could do your CRM. They can organize all your emails. Never, never, never heard of them. There's probably 12 different companies I could rattle off that are, that are some good, some not so good that, that have that, that if you, if you've heard good things or someone's recommended them to you, try it. What it's going to, but I mean, just know the pay scale when you go through a company like that is a little higher than if you were to hire that same person on your own could be maybe 500 to, 500 to 800 bucks a month, right? For the same sort of thing. But, yeah. but I will say going through a company like that, for those of you who are busy, if you have the money, 1500 bucks a month, it's great, right? The question is how trained are they? And you're still going to, don't take the company's training and be like, oh, they're trained. Like you're going to have to train them the way you want to work. And you're going to put in effort because it always comes down to people. Remember I said, guys, people is the, the, like, we're right here at the bottom of the hour. So I will wrap it up. I can hang for a few minutes though. If, uh, if anyone has extra questions, but guys, um, People is the thing that 95% of people are lacking. And it's not just that you're missing people. It's you haven't spent the time to empower them, to walk them through, to set expectations and to make sure that then you go back and you inspe inspect those expectations and you lovingly guide them to be like, nope, we need to try it this way. Nope, we need to try it this way. And when someone makes a mistake, gosh, I love when people make mistakes, especially when they cost a lot of money. And it took me years to admit that. We've had times in our, in our team when we had a bit, you know, 21 agents on our team and someone would screw something up and it cost us a deal or, you know, lose 10, 20 grand. And you're like, oh, that hurts. Right. You know why I love it? Because that person, right. We just spent 10 grand for them to learn that mistake and mistakes are the best way to move forward and to get better. So as long as you learn from mistakes and you fail forward, I think that's probably the best way to help them empower people. So I, I, I'm human like anyone else, but like I, I try, if someone makes a mistake, I'm not going to come down on them. I'm going to be like, wow. That didn't go the way we thought. <laughs> what did we learn from it? How can we, what can we do differently next time? Make sense, guys? So I want to be respectful of your time. We got a lot of folks here today and I will hang for a few minutes. I see some questions in the chat box. I, got, I don't have a hard stop today. I can hang for another five, 10 minutes. But if, if you were here and you got something out of this, was this a good way to set up your, your 2024 filter to look at and a framework for your business? All right, cool. We will continue this probably on uh, next Monday's, the, uh, the Agent Collective Monday Mastermind. If any of you guys are guests here and someone invited you, ask whoever invited you. They'll, they'll get you a pass for our Monday Mastermind. We do it every Monday, 9 a.m. Pacific, the Agent Collective Mastermind. And other than that, guys, Happy New Year. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys. Josh, good Happy to see day. you. You too, man. We'll see you. Debbie says, by the way, she's a realtor in a TC in California. And she's an incredible realtor, uh, TC. And she did say in here, set expectations for your TC. Right. That, that's a pretty, that's a, it's a pretty important thing for any, but this goes for anybody. Anyone else have questions or things they wanted to add? 
that we didn't uh, get to this morning? Got a lot of y'all here, so. Let's see if I'm missing any other questions here. I do. I have another question, actually. Go for it. Don't at what five point, okay. At what point do you, at what point do you realize that you need a buyer's agent? <laughs> I'm like, sometimes I feel like I'm, I have, I have too many people that are, I don't want to say not worth my time, but I need to delegate some of these buyers that I have that take up a lot of my time um, to someone else, but I don't have a buyer's agent. So I'm like, at what point do I, would I have a buyer's agent? <laughs> I, I think you just answered your question. <laughs> yeah. When you have, when you run out of time and you cannot service the clients you have, you need leverage. You either yeah. need to figure out a way that you yourself can be more efficient servicing those buyers or you have a buyer's agent, but there's an in-between. There's a concept of a showing assistant or a showing agent, because maybe the piece you want to take off your plate is running around and opening doors. Right? Yeah. When we show houses, there's a whole separate conversation. We can do this autumn. If you want to make a note, maybe this is something I can do on my next agent power huddle. But, um, and I'll answer the questions on systems you guys have in a sec. Uh, but if you, uh, if you find yourself walking around the houses and like, when you, when you show houses, like that's when you bond and you build rapport and like you yeah. spend hours making friends with them. And like the only way they're going to buy this house is because you personally show it to them. And like, you're the best agent on the planet. And like they wouldn't buy the house. If it wasn't for you. Number one, I'd question those beliefs because they're buying the house because they like the that's house. That's part of being a control freak. Yeah. 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 But if you're listening. Sorry to acknowledge it, Deborah. Some of you guys are hearing this. So, so there are things that people do. Like I have a friend who sells high-end real estate in San Diego. I'm talking like 10 million plus. And he, he still shows his own houses because he says, there are things I can point out in this house that it's very hard to train someone else to do. The clients who are these high net worth individuals, they come to me because it's me. So yeah. if that truly is you, like I'm not saying don't do it. Yeah. However, it for, for the vast majority of you, you probably could have someone where you do a consultation, you learn, the, you, you get, get rapport, you understand their needs and wants, you help them find properties. And then someone else goes and shows, shows the properties, you pay them hourly, pay them per door. Right. If you're part of EXP, most of us, we can go into workplace, just type a little post in there. Hey, I need an hour, hour, hourly showing assistant. And you can find someone, 10 people within a couple hours, like I'll help you out. Right. And then you yeah. can, do, and then it's now do it's you like normally, a, do you ahead, normally, uh, do you normally, are you normally a listing specialist? Because, you know, the way I uh, work my listings is I basically say I have a buyer's agent in my office. And so my fiduciary responsibility is towards you. And it, it makes a rapport with my listings too, our listings. So it's like when you have a buyer's agent, you know, a, a, a seller is always worried you're, you know, dipping on both sides. And so if you split that off and you have an actual buyer's agent, man, it makes your life way, way easier. Yeah. I don't have that yet. That's, that's what I'm trying to decide if I need, but like I, like Jesse said, like I, I am, I'm a control freak and I feel like the reason why my, I get these clients and I keep these clients is because of me. So I guess I more or less just need yeah. someone that could delegate, make my appointments and tell me where I, I need an assistant. I think that's what I need. Yeah. And, <laughs> I think I just answered my question. <laughs> and, and Deborah, however you ended up here today, like did someone, I don't know if someone invited you or saw it on social media, like, but feel free to reach out and connect. I'm happy to give you some more resources. Like there's okay. no right or wrong way to do this guys. I just love for most agents, the model of they're the agent, they keep that personal connection that aids them and then they have a showing agent that helps leverage their time, right? Yeah. Very few people I believe should truly be building big teams with buyer's agents because totally turning a client over to someone else and having yeah. that person create the same experience as you is, is a process. If you yeah. do want to do that, um, someone mentioned Rick earlier, that's a, our, 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 our dear friend who passed away earlier this year, Rick Jiha. 
um, his wife, Casey, and his business partner, Selena, still run all of these trainings. So all of you guys have access to these. I'll drop okay. them in the Zoom chat box. Um, they're, they're free coaching calls. They're meant for our eXp organization, but they're open to anybody. So every first Monday of every month, building a real estate sales team, you may want to start jumping on this, Deborah. You can ask questions there or see like when to hire, who to hire, right? What their structure is. We've got systems with Selena. Like there's a lot of things that you guys, we have that you can, can jump on to, to access. I'll put that link into the, uh, the chat box. Okay, thanks. But yeah, I, I call it the uh, the micro squad. Instead of building a team, it's a micro squad. When you have you, your showing agent, and then you have a, a TC or some sort of operations person, if you truly want to go down the road of buyer's agent, that's, again, it's just a different vision. And yeah, I don't think I need a buyer's agent. I think because I I need to be with my clients, but I think I need someone to help me have more clients because I have so many leads and I have so many, I have, I, I just can't service my CRM, I guess. Yeah. So I need someone to help me service my CRM because then I would get a ton more. But you, so, um, so, so you, so you may need an ISA on the front end to help you, right. To help you service. And you, there's companies that'll do it for you. I could, if you DM me or, or, or text me, or I'll, I'll give you my cell in the chat box. Um, you can, uh, just text me. I'll give you a couple of people that can help you work the leads on the front end, whether you bring them on your team or they're outside independent contractors. I mean, there's, it sounds like you have a lot of opportunity, which is a really yeah. good, good challenge. It's just to figure out how do we maximize it? Yeah. I love it. All right. Let me answer the Thank systems you. questions. And Deborah, I'm glad you jumped on today. Josh, thanks for, thanks for chiming in because I agree if you're a listing specialist, right? It depends on what your vision is, where you want to go. Uh, let's see here. Liliana had a question. Is she still here? Liliana, where are you? Bye, yeah, you guys. Josh. We'll see you on the next one. See you, Josh. See you Thursday. Right, Thursday, see you Thursday noon, Josh. Yes. All right, brother. All right, Liliana said, what, yes, what systems to use to know what I am missing? And Brittany said, what would you suggest would be the best systems to work on for a brand new agent? All right, so let me answer brand new agent. Then Liliana, I'll have you on mute. We'll do, you'll be the last question. So brand new agent, Brittany, you really only need two systems. You need a system for lead generation. Okay, I don't care how you, how you get into conversation, but all business is conversation. If you're not talking to potential buyers or sellers, you're no way you're doing deals. So we need a system to get you in. Maybe your system is you do open houses. Maybe your system is you buy online leads if you got a budget. Maybe your system is you join a team and the team gives it to you. However it is, somehow, some way, you need to have a system. Maybe it's social media posts and videos. You need a system for generating leads and getting you into conversation. Then you need a system for converting those leads. When you talk to them on the phone, is there a script you use? When you meet with them in person, is there, like I mentioned, the initial buyer consultation? If you truly are brand new, Brittany, like, again, DM me, text me. We, I don't know how you ended up on the call here today, but we have so many resources that will step-by-step -step walk you through because those are really high-level categories, a system for lead generation and a system for, for, for conversion. But we want to drill down inside those to get you the right systems. For Liliana, who's a more experienced agent, she is a rock star. She says, what systems to use to know what I'm missing? Liliana, can you, can you explain more about that question? Well, um, good morning. I'm talking about programs like uh, we got KB Core, we got Humbug, we got, uh, I don't know, Listen Leads, like, like, I don't know what I'm missing to be more productive. Okay, so so, so the, almost everything you named was actually technology, not a system. So in my world, when I talk okay. about a system, it's something you do. When we talk about technology, that's KB Core, that this, that that, anything that's like a computer-based, artificial intelligent, whatever, you need less technology, Liliana. I'm going to tell you right now. I've known you for a couple of years now. You need less technology. You need one thing that works well that you dive deep and master and ignore the rest. They're all, they're all 
Squirrel, squirrel, right? You're chasing, chasing things. And this is not Liliana. This is every, all of us. I, I think if you want to talk offline, you, me and Kevin Liliana, we can, that's a, you know, Liliana, Liliana and I are connected through, through Kevin Howard. Let's do a little review because it's too much to dive into here. Let's do a little review of what, what you have and let's, let's get, let's get rid of all the clutter and the waste. Let's eliminate, you always want to el eliminate first, right? Those of you guys want to remember that thing, they throw it back on the screen before we wrap this up. This is why yes. it's, it's the same framework every single time. If I'm going to assess anything, I would start with eliminate. Okay. We got to eliminate the stuff you're not using. That's wasting your time. And then we're going to simplify. So this works for technology too. Does that make sense? So before I could tell you what you should use and what you need, we want to eliminate and simplify what you got. And then we'll look for the holes and figure out how do we automate what we're missing with specific goals in mind, not just to have tech to have it, but Regina just said, could you share some lead conversion ideas, right? Maybe the tech we need is a lead conversion piece of technology, something that moves someone down the funnel, right? Anyway, all right. Regina said, what sort of lead conversion ideas? Typically lead conversion, that's like, there's lead generation, lead follow-up, and lead conversion. Lead generation, lead follow-up, and lead conversion. So when we say lead conversion, let's really drill down. Are we talking follow-up systems? Are we talking conversion ideas? Conversion is like taking someone from, to become your client, to hire you. So a lead conversion idea, I mean, for me, it's setting either a face-to-face -face appointment or a Zoom. That's And then I run through my either listing appointment or my buyer consultation. That's my lead. I do the same lead conversion every time. You may be looking though, Regina, for lead follow-up ideas, right? How do you go if someone comes in, they raise their hand, they say, I want to know what my home is worth. Those leads typically come in 16 to 18 months or longer in advance before they're ready to sell. What do I do to, 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 to follow up with them for the 12, 18 months that I need to before I'm, they're ready to convert? Now we're talking about Facebook retargeting, uh, social media content you're putting out there, emails, text campaigns. That's some of the, the, the lead follow-up things that fall in that bucket. Does that make sense, Regina? That was a yes. Okay, she's on mute, but she gave me a yes. Deborah, were you jumping in again too? Yeah, I have a quick question for you. Um, for for KV Core, do you, okay, so some of the KV Core follow-up, like emails that get blasted out, some of it is so cheesy. Mm -hmm. Is there any way, is there anybody that you can recommend that could like go through our KV Core and like our lead follow-up um, systems that that go out? I forget what they're called on there because I'm yeah. not super tech savvy, but um, is there anybody that you know of that could yeah. go through our KV Core and like, you know, put in different type of, uh, buyer and seller, like follow us. Yes, yes. But can I, can I tell you, and this will be our last question guys. I'll wrap, I'm going to wrap it up because I got to drive my kids to camp. They're out of, they're out of school this week, okay. but, uh, ready. I'm going to give you the way to do it yourself, Deborah, in like 15 minutes or less. And okay. I'm going to tell you three different people to hire. And then that'll be enough for now. Ready? So here's okay. how you do it yourself. Have you ever used chat GPT? First of all, let's start there. Yes, I have. Perfect. Highlight the message that you believe is cheesy paste it into chat GPT and say, rewrite this message in more authentic, more in in more friendly, more, just try it different ways. It will rewrite them until you're like, Oh my God, that's great. Then put it back in the KV core. Okay. I want to do it yourself. Okay. All because right. Even if you hire someone else, it's not going to it's be, still gonna be cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, it still might feel cheesy, but, but chat GPT <laughs> is getting incredible for fixing cheese ball stuff. Like, okay. Like you can say, make it, write this, make this more ominous. Like I saw this hilarious Instagram post about like the six times they said, make it more ominous about a listing description in the MLS. It was hilarious. This house was like, this became this frightening, scary mansion anyway. But like, 
if you want to hire someone to do it, because there are some people that have some great like email campaigns already in there. Um, the three people that I typically recommend because I've gotten positive feedback from them. Number one, Sylvia Dana, the Sylvia system. Um, number two, I don't have their links handy. I got to look them up. Um, Kim, who was on Agent Power Huddle. Let me find Kim's info real quick. She is more like a high ticket setup, but she has a real, Kim Barber. Um, Google Kim Barber KV Core, B-A-R-B-E-R, Kim Barber KV Core. She has okay. a really like, she's a little more expensive, but she is a very comprehensive lead conversion, lead follow-up system. Like she is, she's a, she's a badass. Um, Sylvia Dana has more of like an, she has some pretty, pretty great stuff, but she has entry level pricing. And then the third guy, oh, he's going to kill me. I'm blanking out his name. Who's the third guy that does it? Shannon. Oh, Shannon Thank you. Pyatt. Shannon Pyatt. Sorry, Shannon, if you ever watch this. Shannon Pyatt, P-Y-A-T. Do you know his website, Debbie? KBCorpBootCamp.com. KVCoreBootCamp.com. Pyatt, P-Y-A-T. A-T-T, yeah. Yeah, KVCoreBootCamp. Those are the three I've sent people to that all have fairly like, you can get the feel of the vibe. Someone's like, they'll teach you, some they do it for you. Like they'll, they'll, each one will give you a vibe. I want someone to do it for me. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have time to do it. Yeah. Cause you need more leverage to people. First place I started when all of you were like, I don't need people. I need technology and systems. BS. You need, you need people. <laughs> you yeah, need to people. people. All right. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Jose, Jess, Liliana, Judy, Michael, Deanna, Brittany, Mashari, Debbie, you guys good? If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.